It is a day that used to be among the biggest days on the calendar year. Right? You, you agree, Josh? Signing day in February was, gosh, what do the kids say these days? The bee's knees, the cat's meow, a BFD, uh, y- you name it. It was, it was it, right? This was a day that if you went to your boss, the boss, and you said, boss, I need off today. They'd be like, nope, ain't happening. It's, it's signing day. You've got to be here and here, and then you've got to be there and there, and we need all that audio brought together. And we used to do a show, correct my memory if TJ's still in there, at either Balfour or O'Connell's, and you'd have people sitting around, and, and, and James would have this whiteboard out, or uh, correct me if I was like a magnetic board or dry race board, and you'd walk out and you'd put these names up as it happens, and everyone would, oh, gosh, we got him. Thank you. We got Jeremy Calhoun. There we go. Our running back problems are solved, right? This, this was the day. This was the day that you counted down to, you anticipated, and what? Anticipated. It was, it was number one, number one to a lot of people on the offseason depth chart. Ahead of the spring game, ahead of spring ball, ahead of a schedule announcement. Yeah, I know it's only in February, but just because it's early in the season doesn't mean it can't be a big deal. And then as, t- as time progressed and has progressed, things have adjusted and changed a bit. You know, it, the I don't want to say the innovation of because – to say, since this internet thing came around, it kind of changed everything, but that's, you know, that's been more than a minute. But with the internet and the 24-7 recruiting sites, which is great, which have spawned in insider sites and in, in more than you could ever imagine, with a lot of these student-athletes now, their social media, future student-athletes, using them to kind of build the brand and, and, and use it as their own way of making their announcement. It's lost some of its luster. Lost even more of its luster with the creation of the early signing period, which was put together as a way to try and not only... What was the purpose, Josh, behind the early signing period? Was it so they could get these guys in at semester? Was that it? Yeah, I think so. Let guys sign a little bit early that way... The, they could early enroll. It's obviously created some more headaches for coaching staffs. Sure. And, and it's totally a day like today yeah. is completely different yeah. because the majority, the bulk of your signing class has already it, been signed. Good. Right. So that early signing period had an effect on it, diminished it. But today, ladies and gentlemen, Today at 9.07 on the Plank Show with Josh Helmer on the Ref Sports Radio Network, I pose this tepid take to you, Josh. I think this is one of the most intriguing late signing days that maybe we've had in quite a while. Not just, you know, since... 
Well, I guess it, all, all these would have to be since the creation of the early signing period, right? All of them would have to be. Well, since the creation of the early signing period, uh, that's what changed everything. But it's just there seems to be so much more at stake here today for Oklahoma than we've seen in a long time. And that long time to some might be three or four years. But even even on signing day, you know, who was the last fist pump moment that you had, right? What was – I mean – was Jeremiah Cridell even in the second signing period? Wasn't he in the early signing period, or am I losing my mind? Uh, that's a good question. Good-looking well, question. Let's just use that as the example. Then. Today has the potential to be one of those first got him kind of moments that we've had here in a minute. Now, I want to be very clear. That's not to say anything was wrong with recruiting, right? That's not to complain. That's not to say, well, Tebow screwed it all up. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. My point is, and, and we've talked about this extensively on this show, with names like Grayson Halton and Ahmad Moten and R. Mason Thomas. And, you know, this, there is, I know that, is, is Connor Lee the kid that's going to wait until March, Josh? That's correct, right. yeah. Okay. With the buzz around the Connor Lee kid. With, and I don't, again, we'll see, it doesn't, appear to be great news around Devon Campbell, but, you know, it, it just feels as if there's a little bit more juice today than we've seen in quite a while, right? There's no question. It's about to be a busy second signing day for Oklahoma, and it's the busiest we've seen in I don't know how many years since the adoption of the early signing period for OU, so... Yeah, it's, it's an important day for Oklahoma. In fact, it, it was interesting to me because I started this morning just, you know, digging through some, some of the possible signees for Oklahoma, right, and kind of who they're competing with. And Devin Campbell is crystal ball projected to Texas, right? And it's been that way for quite a while for him, right? He's the only signee that it looks like Texas might get today. So they did a lot of their work in that first signing period. But so they're one school that probably won't have a big day. Oklahoma, on the other hand, if they get Devon Campbell, which, again, I I don't know Devon Campbell. I haven't had a chance to talk to him or his people, nor would I. I just read a couple different reports here and there, and I know Josh has been all over it. So it's a long shot to begin with, but still. I mean, it'd be pretty cool to have your signing class on signing day end up with five, six people, and one of those you snagged from Texas, and their day is quiet. Now, Campbell's not signing or doing anything until later this afternoon, and it would be considered quite the coup. But we've got a, we got a lot of names that we're going to be peering in on throughout the after this morning, Josh, and prepared for a, what could be a, a pretty big afternoon for Oklahoma Sooner football. Feels like it's going to be, too, with the reports that started circulating yesterday about Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan to head to the Minnesota Vikings. With with that happening, then all of a sudden you started seeing a flood of predictions. There there was already one out there for Cavante Henry from the on-three director of recruiting, Gary Hamilton. 
to wind up at Oklahoma, but then kind of with that Harbaugh news, you saw multiple crystal balls start flooding in for Cavante Henry to wind up with at Oklahoma. So it sounds like the edge targets, the defensive line targets, all four of them, kind of feels like they're signing with Oklahoma today. So throughout this program, we'll kind of dive into how big of a get we think this is across the board. Gets, how big of gets these are for Oklahoma across the board. And then, you know, once we get past today, Josh, it really, it it becomes about what's shaping and understanding what this depth chart is going to look like, right? That's after today, after we, we wrap – and again, like you, we, we've brought up many times on this show, there might, be a, there might be a bit of a wait for Josh Connerly over the next uh, couple of weeks. But we, we get an idea to really dive into exactly what, what this team is going to look like. And I know we have a pretty good feel right now. I mean, if we wanted to, we could probably do nonstop conversations – about depth charts right here on the ref, right? We could start today and we could have debates until the start of spring ball about who should be where and what their responsibilities are going to be. Then after spring ball, we could have debates from what we saw in spring ball until essentially the start of the season. But for today, it's about the future. Now, uh, with that in mind, we're going to go through the seven like we did yesterday but we're going to, with a little twist when we come back, we'll go through the seven and we'll get Josh's take on whether or not he's seen a lean one way or the other. Um, today is going to be a really cool day on Sooner Sports TV, and then we'll be able to share that with you tomorrow here on The Ref and on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Because, not as if I'd ever want you to tune away from us, and that's not the point, but if you if you give a click today, get this, Josh. Chad and I, uh, well, I guess this will be after our show, so we'll be good. But we're going to anchor the coverage. Toby's talking to all the assistant coaches, all of them. And Caleb Kelly has sat down with a group of mid-year enrollees, like, like all of them. I think there's only one dude that we didn't get to talk to that was a mid-year enrollee. In fact, one of the dudes that they talked to, I had not heard of before. Were you aware of this Northern Colorado offensive lineman who had entered at the mid-year? Northern Colorado offensive line- lineman. Guyton? Uh, no, Guyton was a TCU kid, right? Yes. Uh, I was not aware of him. Who, Whenever who I is saw it? his name, I was like, who's this guy? I had no idea who he was. I don't know. He was just on a list. And I saw that Caleb was – and all the guys that Caleb's talking to are, are players who have already been on, on campus. So it's like, whoa, okay. I don't know who that guy is, but I'm intrigued. So Caleb Kelly is sitting down with all of the mid-year enrollees, and they're doing kind of little roundtable conversations about why Oklahoma, what do you bring. It's, it's really, really well done. And you get to know some of these dudes that we haven't really heard about too terribly much. Uh, and, and let me rephrase that. Not that we haven't heard about them too much, but we just haven't heard them, period. Kyle 
Ergenbright? That is is that name ring a bell? No, that name is <laughs> totally off my radar. My two. My two. I was looking down the list, and it's like and, and Chad and I were kind of going over a couple of guys last night. And I was like, yeah, this dude's transfer. He's from here. Teddy likes him. Josh likes him. Yeah, this guy's great. And then all of a sudden it was who 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 is 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 this guy? I have no idea who this dude is. But regardless, it is um it's a fun day to learn about who came in at the mid at mid-year and then what's coming up for guys like the Gentry Williams who will be here in the summer, among others. How many names will be added from the – what are we up to? So seven that we talked about yesterday, one, two, three. So there's the potential of at least nine, maybe ten, if you include Connerly, who won't sign until March. But what's that realistic number that Sooner fans can expect today? Plus, will we get any letters of intent that pop in during our show right here? Hang with us. It's going to be a fun day. Signing day, complete coverage right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. And we'll take your calls, too, if you want to jump in. 405-329-9000. 405-329-9000. That's the law offices of Rod Polston. Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line or the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. It's the Plank Show. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. I, I just came in like a bat out of you-know-what. Did you have a good night last night, Josh? Because I had a blast last night. How about you? It, it, yeah, it was a good night, man. How about Texas and Texas Tech? Was that environment fun or what? I got triggered by something last night in that. I really did. And, and I'm trying to think. I don't know if the – I don't want to sound old man, get off my lawn, but, and, and by the way, it had nothing to do with Texas Tech fans or the environment. I thought everything about that was awesome. Did you hear what the, because uh, Mark Neely was calling the game and Chris was with him and uh, Chris Patola, and he said, we need more hate in college basketball. And I felt that in my soul. I was like, oh, I like that. Right? What? Do you have situations like this in college basketball very often recently? I don't know what else. I, I don't know what else would come to mind. Yeah. That's similar to last night in recent memory in college basketball. It, the play-by-play guy uh, on television was tweeting out that, hey, you know, I've called games in Cameron Indoor. I've called games at Allen Fieldhouse. This rivaled, if not topped, both of those. On on one night, this game in Lubbock was a sensational environment. It was great. Everything about it was amazing. From um, from the, the night when the Texas guys pulled in, and I don't remember which Texas player it was that got out of the bus and started kind of egging on the fans, to the, the, the tents that they had, what they call it, like a, a Raider Village, and knowing that area, there's there's nothing around there. So it's – there's like literally you're on campus and there's nothing – now if you go on the other side of, of the stadium, but United Supermarkets Arena is kind of away from everything. So that was cool to see all the camping out. But here, here's what triggered me, okay? And, and I'm trying to – I'm trying not to go old man get off my lawn on this. I felt like there was enough hate and, and, and vitriol and everything that goes into it 
that you didn't need to to make something up to try to add to it. And I thought last night uh, a couple of TV guys either went with really bad information or made something up that could have led to this being um, a bad environment. And in fact, I think, did the dude delete the tweet? He may have. But, oh, here it is. No, he didn't. He left it up. A source has told KAMC News that Mark Adams and Chris Beard got into some sort of confrontation at United Supermarkets Arena last night. And Chris Beard, in his press conference, goes, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't true. That, that didn't happen. And when I, I'm thinking to myself, I understand. And listen, maybe part of it is I see someone spreading misinformation and everyone loses their mind about uh, fake COVID news, fake news here, whatever. But yet someone just makes something up and is a blue check mark. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, too bad it's not true, huh? I mean, what if some crazy drunken fan lost their mind and just decided they were going to go after Beard because they were of the understanding that he and Adams had a confrontation last night? And then, and then some dopey guy at the TV station, after Mark Adams, you're basically calling your coach a liar. You're calling your coach a liar. This dude says, we're standing behind our reporting. He's like, what? You're standing... The coach said it was like, and to me, it took a lot away from it. I don't know why. It just did. I'm like, what are we doing? You're, you're making stuff up to try to get clout, and it enrages me right now. It's the way to go, and there's no repercussions for it. I wanted, Josh, if I didn't work at OU, if, if, if I didn't work at SiriusXM, if I was just some old, bitter curmudgeon that sits on my couch, I would have lost it on social media. In fact, I almost did, and I do all that stuff. I had a lot of what-would-Toby-do moments whenever I was deleting quote tweets and retweets and everything, even before it – because just because – just because you're mad as a fan, um, just because you're mad as a fan, doesn't mean that the coaches, Mark Adams and Chris Beard, worked together for seven years. And Mark Adams ends up getting a head coach's job because Chris Beard leaves. You don't have to make us up to ratchet up that energy even more. So, so I'm off. I'm off my bully pulpit. I don't know why, Josh. It's just. Maybe it's because that dude has a blue check mark and I don't. You think that that might be it? <laughs> it could factor in. <laughs> An environment like that with the emotions surrounding it, the way Chris Beard left Texas Tech after having built Texas Tech right. into the power that it was, took it to a national championship game, nearly one said national championship game, best period of basketball in Texas Tech history. Right. Under Chris Beard. And he leaves to go to be mad. Your arch rival? Right. Or, or one of your chief rivals? Okay, it's going to be it's going to be a hostile environment to begin with. Then you try and add this extra wrinkle on. If you're going with the report before the game that the two head coaches got into a confrontation the night before inside the arena. You better have it on great authority that that did, in fact, happen. And this isn't just some message board rumor uh, 
that you're tossing out into uh, into the the atmosphere here and getting everybody even even more excitable. I, I'm with you. I mean, listen, if it's a message board thing, that's fine. Let it be. Let it be a message board thing. Because I love y'all. That's passion. That's energy. But that's message boards. It's like Twitter. It's not real life. When you take it as an alleged journalist and you report it, you take it from the, the fake fun world of message boards and Twitter and you make it, you, you legitimize something that's not real. So if you stand behind that, Oh, you know what? I, that's my tweet. If you still stand behind this, you're calling Mark Adams a liar, right? Isn't that not the case? Yeah, if he sits up there in the press conference and says unequivocally it did not happen, then yeah, you're saying yeah he's being dishonest. We're standing behind our reporting. All right. Well, Mark Adams, they just called you a liar. Thoughts? But listen, beyond all my little old man stuff. What a game, right? What a fun atmosphere. In fact, last night was a great example, Josh, of why I'm never going to be a gambler. Because if if I were a gambler, I would have probably bet my house on Kansas to lose in Ames. Ochai Obaji doesn't make the trip, right? You're, you, you think you're set up for a situation where Iowa State, who's been playing really good basketball this year, is just going to roll. And what happens? They, they get they kind of get smoked last night by Kansas. So I, I know the big stories last night are Chris Beard and his return to Texas Tech and Tech fans, you were great. That was amazing. There wasn't there was only I think one incident of something getting thrown on the court and it happened after the game was over. So Tech fans were awesome last night. You created the kind of environment that will probably never be equaled. Right? I mean, unless Bill Self leaves Kansas for Kansas State, right? right? Or, or it's just, it doesn't, and that wouldn't even be probably a fair comparison. I did, I will say, I did laugh. What I was probably on Twitter too much last night. I did laugh about uh, someone, some Kansas State fan got loose and said, I remember environments inside the octagon that used to be like this. And I was like, I, I hate to be that guy, but I don't think we've had many environments ever like what we had last night, Josh. I think that there was something a little extra. There was a little extra hook. There was a little extra sauce on that last night. So you might say, man, I'd love to see my fans be like this, but I think it's kind of hard to say, oh, yeah, we've seen something like this. That was, in a word, special, right? No doubt. And there's been – Great crowds at Kansas State for some Sunflower sure. showdowns and, you know, other big games and what have you. But there was a different level of venom in the air last night in Lubbock. I mean, it's like the beginning of that game. Yeah. Every missed shot by Texas, every defensive rebound, uh, obviously every made basket. It's like a jet engine roar <laughs> inside that building last night. It was awesome. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, so, in fact, it was so. F- I had so much fun watching college basketball last night that I was even texting you. It's like, dude, this is a great night for college basketball. I didn't know what else to say. Uh, number one, Auburn rolls its rival. We mentioned Kansas going on the road to beat Kansas State. Michigan State, which everyone was angry about because it was taking time to get to the Texas-Texas Tech game. Michigan State and Maryland played a great game. Texas Tech, Texas that we've talked about. You know what else? I watched a little bit last night of LSU and Ole Miss. 
and Ole Miss upset LSU. I was like, wait, what's going on here? So, fun night. And uh, college basketball seemed to take center sp- uh, stage in our sports world, and it was really, really fun to follow. So, um, tonight you do have one Big 12 game, 8 o'clock, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and then a full slate of Big 12 games, including Bedlam, this Saturday at 11 a.m. Okay, it's 9.32. When we come back, Josh, let's do it. Let's go through the seven. Uh, let's talk about who's in, who's out. Let's look at times when guys are going to sign and dive into it next. It's the Plank Show. Hour one is always brought to you by Mark and Tessa Van Hoos. That's Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Their perfection is your protection. Call them today at 405-735-1167. <laughs> did, you see the, uh, did you see the tweet that Gamecock football just tweeted out? Go check it out before I uh, bring it. It was just two minutes ago, at Gamecock FB. Because we seem to be having a battle of who's the portal king right now between Lane Kiffin and everybody. And by the way, Lane Kiffin talk coming up later on in the program. But have you seen it yet? Shane Beamer in the multiverse of madness. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, you got Spencer Rattler front and center, Austin Stogner. Looks like they've added about, what, seven from the portal? Uh, so, well done. The Shane Beamer and the multiverse of madness. And the first thing is in a world. There's a picture of Shane, arms outstretched. Confirmed. Gamecock football. Big fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I wonder, I wonder if Shane is. I wonder if Coach Beamer is. I wonder if they went to him and they're like, hey, we've got this idea. And he's like, I have no idea what that means, but I'll do it. I, I could see. 1,000% that he was like, what are you dorks talking about? <laughs> he, he probably went to him and said, I have no idea what that means, but if you tell me that it'll go viral and that kids will love it, I'll do it. In a world. Um, all right, so we're digging for some times for you. Uh, we got the top five stories today coming up a little bit later on in the show. We're digging for some times for signees, uh, so you'll have a pretty good idea when. Um, wait, hold on. What? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I just got thrown by an uh, an inbox an e- or story that hit my inbox from Mac Engel, who wrote a story that maybe later eight eight thousand ads pop up. Oklahoma Sooners will be to the SEC when Nebraska is to the Big Ten. So. Um, obviously, Max wanting some clicks. But there you go. It's as if as if you need other reasons to be triggered. I, I said this yesterday. I said, listen, you don't have to respond to everything. Not a lot of people are taking my advice, and that's fine. That's fine. I mean, Colin Cowherd's Oklahoma signed a punter today. I mean, keep in mind, Cowherd's the same guy that called Lane Kiffin brilliant because he signed a guy that could punt and kick. Lane Kiffin's playing chess. Everyone else is playing checkers. He signed a guy that could punt and kick, so he saves a scholarship. Just like, what? What? So don't. I, 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 my, my pleas are falling on deaf ears, but we'll get to it coming up here in just a bit. So stay on focus. Let's get to the start, the times that we think guys are signing today. There are seven that are not solid to Oklahoma but that you feel pretty good about. 
there's three that are good. Like the putter is is going to sign. Gentry Williams will sign today at 3.30 at Booker T. Washington at the Nate Harris Fieldhouse. And uh, the Freeman kid, right, the wide receiver it, that was at Texas Tech or had committed to Texas Tech. I guess he kind of got hosed by Tech, right? Am I understanding that story correctly? I haven't heard about that. What's what's the thought process there? I, I, I just um, – I was listening to – Teddy and Gabe talk about Gavin Freeman, who is the wide receiver and um, had committed to Oklahoma. Now, he's not signing a letter of intent. He's he's a preferred walk-on. Um, Heritage Hall, he had previously verbally committed to Texas Tech, but I, I guess that Tech may have – Pull the offer is what I understand. Hmm. But, I mean, that's the only thing that I can come away with, right? And listen, not to try to make this about comparing everyone to some small white receiver that played at Texas Tech uh, who played at Heritage Hall, but I think I kind of like my chances if I was going to that well and I was Texas Tech. But we, So we know Gavin Freeman. And that'll actually, I guess because of the weather, he's having a – Change of plans. Oh, is he? Okay. So he's planning on one week from today at 315. Are they uh, Are they off too? There's nothing happening outside right now, and they're canceling. I guess the concern is when we have to pick up the kids. Is that what it is? Or when you're leaving school? Yeah, later on this, this afternoon and tonight. All right, so Gavin Freeman uh, will then do next. I wonder if that's the same with – well, let me check. Hold on. Let me check with my source. Hold everything. Let me check with my source. My son. Uh, let me see. <laughs> let me see if he's still in school this morning or not. Oh, not even keeping tabs on if your son's going to school. Listen, my son's seventeen. He has like this whole life beyond anything I I could possibly imagine. Actually, he's eighteen. <laughs> so he's he's got his own world going on. I I am merely here for cash and gas money if he needs it. All right. Uh, and, and, and support. But that, maybe that's the case, too, with, with Gentry. I'll check. Devon Campbell, will or Devin Campbell, will make his announcement at 4 o'clock today. Josh, of the seven, prob- and, and now we get into the seven that are kind of on the fence, this might be the most pie-in-the-sky one. He's been a long time committed to Texas. Looks like he's pretty solid there. This would be a massive flip for Oklahoma if it happens. It'd be seismic. Don't think that's going to happen today. I think Devin Campbell, 4 o'clock, rolls around. I think he'll be signing with Texas. The other offensive lineman that we've been keeping our eyes on, now we won't have a signing from Connor Lee today. He's announced he's waiting until March to do so. With the Jim Harbaugh news, this opens that maybe wide open for Oklahoma to potentially sign Connor Lee here in a month's time. Yeah, I think I, – I still, Josh, I still think Jim Harbaugh ends up in Miami. I don't think uh, – the, the reason why is when a college coach is taking an NFL job, and I say this with peace and love to all my college friends that cover teams, usually the college reporters are the last to know. And when – I don't know, blueandgold.com or whatever reports, Jim Harbaugh likely to take the Vikings' job. Meanwhile, 
the Vikings have Patrick Graham at their facility, the Giants defensive coordinator, and he's meeting everyone and they're walking through everything. It seems to me to be kind of a, a panic report as opposed to anything based in reality. So I still don't think Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next head coach of the Vikings. But I would not be surprised at all if he's the next head coach of the Miami Dolphins. So you're 100% right. With this Connolly stuff, knowing that he'd been a, a Michigan-Washington guy for the most part, seeing that he's waiting until March, big deal for Oklahoma. I know everyone wants the finality of it today, right? I mean, we, we want it done today. But the reality is, it's just for some of these guys, weather's going to factor into it's going to take some time. How do you feel about Jim Harbaugh interviewing with the Vikings on National Signing Day? I, I is, is that true? I mean, have we found that to be confirmed by like the Ian Rappaports and Adam Schefters of the world? Because that's the thing for me is I, I've heard that right, and I and I and I've seen it talked about a lot. Pat Forty, okay. Yeah, well, Pat Forty doesn't know anything about the NFL, so go ahead. Well, okay. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> he says no decision made about whether or not he would accept the Vikings job if offered, but he says interview expected to be today. Yeah, so. no, I, I don't think it is. I, I think if Jim Harbaugh is interviewing with Minnesota, I think Adam Schefter is all over it. I think Ian Rappaport is all over it. I think Jake Glazer is all over it. Um. It's interesting. It's a good point. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny because I think we, well, think about the Raiders, right? They just I, I know I'm I'm meandering off topic here, but just give me this as we talk about what this could mean for Oklahoma recruiting. What did you hear with Jim Harbaugh? Oh, the Raiders. He listens to the autumn wind every day. He wants that job. They want him. And the whole time you're like, I, I don't think he's in this mix. And he wasn't ever in the mix. So now suddenly it's the Vikings have reached out to Gage's interest. Then all of a sudden it's he has taken the Vikings job. I mean, we go from zero to 100 with Jim Harbaugh faster than like any coach everywhere. So I, I don't know, Josh. I just I, I know that I know that it's something that will be reported and talked about. I just don't know how much is actually there with Minnesota. I think Minnesota might hire Patrick Graham. I really do, the defensive coordinator for the Giants. Okay, anyway, that, though, appears to be good news when we're talking about Josh Connerly. All right, real quick, R. Mason Thomas, Fort Lauderdale kid, he's going to announce today at 2 o'clock. Now, you hit me up on Twitter with this last night. His crystal ball has shifted to OU? Yeah, I mean, I think all of these edge defensive line guys, we, we were talking about it. Last week, Grayson Halton, there was a, a bunch for him. Cavante Henry, with the, the Jim Harbaugh situation going on, there's been more and more flooding in for him. Ahmad Moten, I think it was Josh McQuishan from Sooner Scoop and Rivals that submitted a, a new crystal ball or a Rivals forecast, future cast for Oklahoma. And then R. Mason Thomas, there, there's been multiple new predictions in for him to Oklahoma. So, yes, I think that looks promising today. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Josh, the other part of that is Amon Moten. He is down to, what, Oklahoma, Oregon, or excuse me, Miami is, is still in the mix. In fact, 
I was reading an article about Moten last night on a Miami website. They seem pretty confident. Looks like he's signing about 30 minutes before his teammate, um, R. Mason Thomas. So he'll sign at 1.30. Grayson Holton has his ceremony on CBSSports.com at 4.30. And I'm still kind of digging for anything on Jamarian Burt and Kevontae Henry as far as when they might sign, what time today. I'll find that out during the break. But nothing yet from OU. Nothing yet. But I will say this. It's as fascinating of a day as we've had in early February in a while, isn't it? you got to love this. You've got to love this. All right, when we come back. And, and, oh, by the way, nothing from the OU football account yet either. So uh, we'll see how that pans out. Now, I have a lot of inside baseball in the, in the weeds, nerdy stuff I want to talk about. So we'll do it at 10 a.m. Is Oklahoma winning in the way that Brent Venables is building? Bud Elliott had a fascinating conversation. Thanks to my man uh, over at Blatant Homerism, Alan Kinney, who's been on this show, for pointing it out. Listen to that podcast yesterday. Really well done. Oklahoma's approach is different than what we've seen. Will it work? We'll talk about it at 10 a.m. right here on The Plank Show. Oh, that's a, it's a dangerous way to wrap up hour one, Josh. If you're down, I'm down. Oh, I don't. Listen, I don't rule people out regardless of fan affiliation from joining the show. Let's go straight to the phones. On signing day, uh, CBS Sports will have one Sooner making, well, one potential Sooner commit, maybe two. Uh, Devin Campbell will make his announcement at 4, and Grayson Halton at 4.30. So those will both be on CBSSports.com. And knowing that Josh Helmer is in with Tyler McComas today, correct? That's correct. And, and I should correct myself. Oop. <laughs> Ahmad Moten. I, you know, I'm such a dummy. I retweeted this yesterday, too. But, <laughs> you know, I'm hosting with Tyler and everything. But I, I, I must have just assumed it was good news <laughs> when I saw something from Sooner Report. Ahmad Moten, in, in apologies to Josh McQuishan, he flipped his prediction from Oklahoma to Miami for Moten, ah. so that that's not great news going into this afternoon. So, Got my you. apologies for misleading the masses this Love morning. It. Well, the final three minutes of this hour are all USC Bryans. Brian, it is great to hear your voice, man. How you doing, bud? I am. And you know, it's always good in the neighborhood, and especially right now because I had to call my brother from another mother because you, you you said one thing this morning that you are definitely wrong on, and that this is morning. about uh, Harbaugh going to Miami. There's no way Ooh, because after the, after this Brian Flores lawsuit just hit, Ooh, there's no way saying. he's going down there in, in, in that mounds of crap that is going on down there. There's no way. And he is right now as we speak being interviewed by Minnesota. I don't know where they're having the interview, but he's had, they are interviewing him right now, and he's supposed to be back in Ann Arbor uh, probably 3 p.m. our time. But he is being interviewed right now by Minnesota. I just don't believe it. 
I'm sorry. I don't. I love these facts that you're bringing, but I just can't buy it. I think. It, you're, but and. you know what? You you hit on something, USC Brian, that I think is very interesting. Stephen Ross is uh, he's he's going to have to hire a minority. You can't you can't have these accusations uh, of how you treated Brian Flores and what you asked of him and bring in Jim Harbaugh. That's a really good point because that is an he's absolute not going mess. down there. Yeah, no one is. David Culley, you know, that might be your that might be your coach. Uh, who I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is going to happen. Remember, he's up for the uh, New Orleans job yep. as well as the as well as the Texans job. I'm thinking if the Texans are really smart, they will hire him right now because the way it looks and the way the stuff that he's got right now that he has just showed a taste to us about this lawsuit. He's going to bring the whole NFL down. Yeah, and You're don't right. and and the uh, college coaches better take notice too because there's not that many there either. That's a great point. USC Brian, I miss you, man. I hope you're doing well. I've been praying for you. I am. Um, c- come spread some USC love in here with me tomorrow, okay? <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> it's USC Brian. He's fantastic. He's the only guy that's happy with what's going on in LA right now. Okay, quick break. When we come back, how is OU doing in rebuilding slash building its roster? 